Jones, hop in your TARDIS. You're listening to Dr. Huh? 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 Hold on. Why is he called Graham if he's a grandpa? (laughs) Wait, I thought it was Yaz and Dan. Who are Ryan and Graham? (laughs) I didn't realize this show had Christian overtones. This is a Doctor Who podcast where we watch Doctor Who in a random order in the best intended way to watch. Um, I'm Jordan, and by the power of prayer, I will summon the TARDIS. I'm Sam Canning, a.k.a. Sam Canning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jordan Canning. (laughs) From the planet whatever it was called. The planet Skella. Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is series 11, episode 10, the series 11 finale, The Battle of Ranskoraf Kolos, written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Jamie Childs. Uh, let's, let's slow down a bit. We don't gotta get right to business. How are you doing? We just spent oh, like, I wanna 15, get right to business. We just spent like 15 minutes, uh, writing alternative rap lyrics to, <laughs> to the One Piece theme song. <laughs> it's very funny. Well, here, we can we can do it for... We can actually do one for all the doctors. So it'd be like, Dreamin', don't give it up, doctor. Dreamin', don't give it up, doctor. Dreamin', don't give it up, doctor. The first doctor is a really old man, and the second one is also a really old man, and the third one's also a really old man, and the fourth one, he wears a scarf. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Jody, you're beautiful. <laughs> Matt Smith is quirky as hell. Really not cool. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston's here for one season. I know that's Naruto. I don't care. <laughs> David Tennant wears 3D glasses for no reason. Gotta go. Okay, that's, gotta Jordan, go, this is great. Go. I just, I want to know what you thought of the fucking episode. It was fucking great. It what was fuck? so good. Why was this one so good? And why did the critics say like, ah, rare miss from from Chris Chibnall? Like, as far as I know, this is the only good one he wrote in the whole his whole run at the show. Here's my best guess, okay? Uh-huh. My best guess is that... If you're watching the show episode after episode, and I'm so glad you also liked it, I, I imagine that what must have happened is that everyone has been watching 10 episodes of this series. They're waiting for a big conclusion that is very dramatically satisfying, and then they get a pretty, just like, slow, moody episode. Except... A whole bunch of shit blows up and there's cyberbots! There's cyberbots, there's... Tim Shaw, there's some, there's a race that has prayer. There's, uh, there's some, Wow, we have that. Touching, uh, granddad, step-grandson reconciliations, and, and, uh, and I'll tell you, Jodie was bringing the heat this week. She was good. I really liked her this week. The only person that I was, like, not feeling this week was Yaz, and it's because she had fuck all to do this week. She was just That was, that was the one thing that I thought was a little bit underwhelming this episode, is that Yaz, she kind of just tagged along. Very much tagging along. But, I mean, I don't know what her role was on the show at this point. It's possible that she was a recent joinee. Yeah, I, I mean. I just, I, I don't know, maybe she was, I don't know. Maybe, um. This is a good time for, for us to mention, because we've been talking, we, this is the series finale of C- series 11. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked about the, the phenomenon of the Christmas special, um, which is weird and I don't fully understand it. I've yet to, S- hmm? So I know that there's usually one to three specials between each series. Right. 
Is there always a Christmas special specifically? I believe the Christmas special is is like is kind of like the series finale finale. You can almost I, I think of it as like the Oscar special of Doctor Who. It's like a a, a one final thing. <laughs> is this our first on cinema reference of this? Yeah, podcast? I was thinking yesterday about how I I've I've been doing a really good job at not talking about Final Fantasy fourteen or on cinema on this podcast, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to keep trying. Uh, but I, I did break the cycle. <laughs> Anyways. Now that I've blown it, I'm going to do my best to start trying. I'm going to I'm gonna do my best to try again. We start over. I reset the clock. It says zero days since last on Cinema Reference. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that will stop now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. Uh, anyways, the point is, is that I think sometimes the series finale is not like the, the end of the arc. It's like the last thing before the Christmas special. I think in some of the Christmas specials is when the Doctor regenerates. Like, I think Jody may have appeared in a Christmas special for the first time. Maybe. Mm. I might be making all of this up, by the way. <laughs> I wouldn't know either. That's the beauty of this podcast format. We don't Jordan. fucking know anything. Here's the other beauty. They made the episode to be watched like this. I had an incredible time. I really liked it. I think it's my favorite episode so far. I don't I, know how it compares with Remembrance of the Daleks. It was remember. really nice for me to What's because that? because uh you know i was not super excited to watch the battle of ranskor of kolos because neither uh, was i because i was just thinking back to how fucking bored i was of legend of the sea devils uh but it was really nice to like have an episode that i liked with the 13th doctor i felt like she she really shined through when the writing is is decent and the story is good. I was really glad of that because I didn't want this to just be like I click the random button, see that it's a Jodie Whittaker episode, and go, ugh. I know, right? Like this has enhanced my experience because now I'm like, well, now I know. That now there's suspense. There's suspense, right? This might Jodie Whittaker episodes might be good, and and is it possible? I don't want to like. I don't want that the like, Rosa Parks episode is going to be the best one. It's <laughs> our time bombs, yeah. Um, no, is it possible that people are wrong about Chris Chibnall season? I doubt it. I've heard a lot of people that I, whose opinions I, I believe tell me that the Chris Chibnall seasons are bad, but I will say again, we watched it wrong, but in another framing, we watched everyone it right. else watched it wrong. We watched it right. I'm telling you, watching it in random order is the best way to watch it because everything, episodes stand in isolation. Everything is is by itself. We have no context for any of these people. All we get to see is the merits of the individual scenario scenarios. Right. I mean, if I had watched Game of Thrones like that, I might have thought it was a good show. You would sit down and 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 uh, and it would be like it would be like Sandor and and uh, whatever that fucking guy's name is, the funny guy, and he'd be like Dick, Bron. cock, Dick, balls, cock, pussy, and you'd be like, this is good shit. Because oh, you that's have... Tormund. 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 <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> Dick. Funny milk guy. Dick. Pussy. And you'd be like, shit, this is good good as fuck. The guy and... who is known for uh, supposedly fucking animals, and then Jon Snow says, do you want my dog? You would you would sit down and you would see Daenerys like standing in front of big dragon wings that are behind her back, and you'd say, "I have no context for any of this, but I this shot <laughs> maybe the is, dragons just do that." This this is a really beautiful shot. I feel like I feel like I am uh, actually coming around to the idea that this episode probably is bad. I don't know. But that we just watched it in a way that makes it really good. I don't know because I liked it, and if I liked it, can it be bad? Can I be wrong about my yeah, taste but, and my taste? So, yeah, but for sure. 
But yeah, as as it is, I think uh, classic Doctor Who, notwithstanding, I think this is my favorite episode we've watched for the podcast. So I far. think I'm I think I'm inclined to agree. And and listen, I look. I'm not. I don't think I was looking through reviews to see if there's anything like worth reading on our show. Um, AV Club said that this episode was slow paced and boring, and. Judging by the way that AV Club... Okay, well, AV also gives B-plus reviews to the worst episodes of Game of Thrones. And they gave, like, D-plus reviews and said that House of the Dragon was super boring and slow as well. And it was like, I have no... If AV Club doesn't like it, it's kind of like a... Yeah, you know, they're a good review source in the sense that if they say something is slow and boring, it probably means that it's actually quite good. (laughs) It actually means it's fast and exciting. It's very exciting and interesting. Shall we... They gotta adjust their TV set. Shall we, uh, shall we begin? Yes. So we get a, we get kind of a cold open, like, I like this scene because out of context, it's like, what? But then you watch it and you go, <laughs> oh! And I really like the that. what o dichotomy. The what o, yeah, we call it, uh, we call it the, the classic what o. Um, so we are on the titular. I loved him in Phantom Menace. <laughs> Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Good one. You just had your very own what o moment. Yeah. So we're on the we're on the planet of Ranscor of Kolos, and uh we have two It's gonna be interesting once I scroll down in my notes and I can't see the name of the episode anymore. Will I remember? Will you it? remember what the planet is called? <laughs> we have these two humanoid aliens. Um their names are Adinio who's like an older lady and Dinio and Dinio and then Delph. Uh, mm-hmm. and they've got like, they've got like spirally seashells on their cheeks and it's really gross. I didn't like to look at it. I didn't like to see it. Yeah. And, and Dinio tells Delph, uh, like, okay, we're, we're ready. You're ready. You've been training for 17 years for this moment. Let's, it's time to fulfill our fate. Something, something, the more we learn, the less we know something, something creator. Let's do this shit. And their eyes start glowing, and they start slamming rocks together or something into a big something. And then you see, then, like, Solid <laughs> Snake arrive with his, like, invisibility electricity crackles on the ground. And they go, oh my god. And then it says, like, 3,000 years later. <laughs> uh-huh. We're on the TARDIS with the Doctor. We got Yaz here. No Dan the Man, sadly, but we do have Ryan and Graham. Uh, we, we will later learn... Uh, or if we watched normally, we already would have learned <laughs> the that, reveal. Uh, oh, Graham, this is another what o moment. <laughs> Graham is or was married to Ryan's grandma Grace, who was killed by a monster, by a alien. guy thing, man. Um, and there's so things are a little tense between the two of them, and also Yaz is in this episode apparently. Yeah, I don't understand how. I mean, this kind of felt like the doctor rolled into town and just scooped up three randos that were walking by, which I guess is what she Isn't always that what does. he always does. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the doctor has has discovered nine different distress signals coming from the planet of of Kolos, which I believe means something like superhero of the soul or Shut like up. it's, it's disintegrator of the soul. Yeah, basically the same thing. That's what Kyle XY did to me. Um, <laughs> and and uh, she's like, there's been nine different distress calls all coming from the same planet, from the same part of the same planet. All coming from uh, from clerics on that space station from the Angels episode. They Graham's keep just like, one after the other. Graham's like, 
Oh man, do we have to? Can't we just have a normal day? And then Yaz and and Ryan are like, with the the doc? No No way! way. (laughs) She she says that uh, the planet is it's it's all covered in psychotropic energy waves, which mess with your head real bad. So she makes you very depressed. She sticks these little things onto their temples and says, keep these on. These are neural balancers. They'll there make was a you very, be all right and fine. Very funny moment to me, which I believe it was Graham um, when he when she gives him the neural balancer that makes you not depressed. He's like, but what if we lose them? They stick onto your head, my guy. <laughs> what are you going to – they they stick right on there. So it's you're going to be fine. Um, yeah, well, that was that was him saying – but what if toward the end of the episode, someone has to take theirs off for some reason? And she's like, it'll be bad. For a okay. few seconds. It won't be that bad. It'll be fine. The stakes will be low. Um, they arrive on Ranskorov Kolos. They all get out of the ship. And then Graham says, where are we? And then the doctor says, we're on Ranskorov Kolos. I, we already said that. And then, and then Ryan says, but more importantly, when are we? And the doctor says, we haven't traveled through time just now at all. We are 3,147 years after the Y-O moment. (laughs) After a blue thing appeared before (laughs) Delph and Andinio. Um, There's a man on the ship. Uh, He has a gun. They're on a ship. You didn't say they were on a ship. They're on a ship. They're they're on on a ship. ship. Uh, uh, Speaking of fucking Game of Thrones. Oh, is this a Game of Thronesman? It's Bobby B. This is Bobby B. It's Mark Addy. Bobby B. I like Bobby B on that show. He's a very bad man, but he's doing a good actor. And he's from the season mm-hmm. where they were kind of following the books, except for and like I've got some. I've got some bad news. Do you for think us. that? Sorry. Do you think that Peter Baelish is ever going to be on this show? His actor, and he's going to be like, oh, play with her arse. Do you think that's yes. ever going to happen? Yes, okay. that is going to happen. Uh, I've got some bad news for us. What's that? Uh, because I think that we may very well uh, have grounds to sue. Why? Uh, because this man's name... what is? It's like Grentis Paltrocki? It's Paltrocki. I don't know what his first name is. He says his first name at some point. It's Greston, it. Greston Paltrocki. Greston... That is some shit... I think I said that. I think yeah, I've said that, Tranglin, Jordan. Tranglin... Paltraki. I'm like a hundred percent sure that I that I made up Greston Paltraki. We also made up Granddad Prentice, but <laughs> I think the I think the the writers have been really stealing our bits. Um, but he doesn't know that he's Greston Gramston Paltramki. Grantston Paltranston. What do you? You don't have to make his name funny. His name is Greston Paltraki. He's an Stop alien. It. He's an alien. Of course he has. I a mean, funny kind name. of. He just we met looks a, guy, like a guy. We met a guy named Tim Shaw this episode. <laughs> well, That's his name was Tim Shah. Tim Shah. Um, uh, and, yeah, and so they uh, they meet this guy, and his head's all fucked up because he doesn't have a neural. Balance he's got de- he's got head. depression. He needs he needs some medication, and he's but also he he's like pointing a gun at the doctor. They're on I the liked... planet of Brain Force Minus, and he's not doing well. <laughs> he's 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 got. They're on planet Soy, and uh, he's really having a bad time. That's a joke. Um, I don't actually think Soy does that to you. I just need to make that clear. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's listening. Oh, I haven't mentioned this. We, nobody actually listens to this podcast. Oh, man. I believe it. We'll um, get him. We'll get Peltrasky him. Peltraski is pointing a gun at the Paltraki. doctor. I really like the way that Jody... Sorry. I'm sorry. Jody Wittekle is, okay. um, is like diffusing the situation. She, like, gets out. She's very, like, soft-spoken here to not get shot and blasted by this guy. She says, I'm the doctor. 
This she is, puts yes. her hand up like Chris Pratt, Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> she says, heal, boy, heal. She pulls out her psychic uh, paper. You know what I says, liked? I yeah. liked I liked that because uh, he's like pointing a gun at them and she she like points at the TARDIS and she's like, see what it says there? We respond to urgent calls. And I was like, I feel like we never acknowledge the physical object of the TARDIS in this way. And I really, I really enjoyed them pointing to the sign on the door. I want them to, like, fly the TARDIS back to the 60s in an episode and someone just gets in it and tries to use it. Oh, no, there's a robbery. Get in the police box. (laughs) Oh, no, there's an alien on my planet. I need to get into this police box and call for help. Oh, no, it's actually the alien ship. Oh, no. That probably happens all the fucking time in uh, in (laughs) most episodes. We just haven't seen one yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he yeah he's all scrambled and uh she's like is anyone else here he's like i don't know do you have a crew Uh, he says i have no idea he doesn't remember his name she gives Uh, him uh she gives him a neural balancer which he has um extras of i don't know she brought Um, one extra just in case they it would have been nice if she had brought three extras but she brought one extra she knew that grams was he was gonna lose his after he said that earlier that she's just like (laughs) i better bring one more you're making me think that you're gonna take yours off graham (laughs) no no this old ass man graham grandpa we can call him graham grandpa yeah Grandpa. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it took you like five times as long as it should have to arrive at that from the beginning of that sentence. But do you, you got know there. that etymologically speaking, the term "grandpa" actually comes from the name Graham because all Grams are legally grandpas. Paws. <laughs> yeah. A gap. <laughs> all Grams are paws. There's an episode. There's our episode title. It was so it was that he, easy. So yeah, he's like, oh, I should have, I should have left this terrible planet, but I don't remember my name. I never should have gone outside where the battle happened. Uh, he kind of forgets what's going on and like points his gun at her again, and he asks again who they are, and she's like, "We, I, we've been talking for a few minutes now. Would you like? May I offer you a neural balancer? Ooh, here, try it for free." Uh, I, I like that she shows him that she's got one on too. She's like, "Look, I've got one." Mm, 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 yummy. Here comes the balancer. <laughs> uh, Yaz, meanwhile, this is I think the one thing she does in the episode is she like powers up the ship, and they look at the like crew manifest, and they see that this guy is the commander, but there's three others who are not here. And the ship is like fine. It's not busted up. It's it's in working condition. Yeah. Uh so the doctor walks over, she like pushes some buttons and she's like, "Well, this is interesting. The ship is in perfect working order. He could have left at any time. Why didn't he? I think you already know the answer to that question, <laughs> doctor." Um Paltraki puts on the neural balancer and he calms down a bit, uh but he doesn't remember anything and the doctor tells him like, "Don't force it. It'll come back in time." That's it. That that's it. Time. Time. How can how can time? Um, uh, we then get a phone call on the ship's funny phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Andinio, the older lady, Alium, um, mm-hmm. and she says that Peltraki has stolen something from their creator. Hmm. I wonder what that is. Do we see the thing? It's like a big crystal with a pulsating. Yeah, the the thing that has been stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and. And then their creator is on the funny phone, and it's somebody that we don't know who it is. Wearing but a, they, a weird a weird mask. 
yeah, doing he's, some Darth Vader breathing. He's he's got kind of a he's got one of that dead. Who's the dead space guy? Isaac something. Isaac Clark. Jason, uh, yeah, Jason Isaacs or something. Uh, yeah, the actor. Yeah, the actor. That's who plays. Um, and, and it's Tim Shaw, which we later learn is like the anglicization of Tim Shaw. Yeah, his a- evil space alien uh, spaceship crashed at Ellis Island, and he said, My name is Tim Shaw. And they were like, hmm. Tim Shaw. Uh, how about Tim Shaw? Like, yeah, like, because okay. what we we understand is that in an earlier episode, probably like the first episode of the season, since seemingly Graham and Ryan joined the Doctor's crew after he killed their Graham's grandma. I would assume so. Um, so did Tim Shaw show Ryan's grandma? Did yeah. Tim Shaw show up? But he's like, I be welcome. He's like Steppenwolf. He's just like embrace oblivion, and they're like, Oh, you Tim Shaw. Are you fucking Tim Shaw? It's like, no, I'm Tim Tim Shaw. Or maybe it's a funnier version of it where he introduces himself to the grandma Grace and he's like, my name is Tim Shaw. And she's like, that's nice, dearie. And then Graham comes home and he's like, she's like, oh, my new friend Tim Shaw is here. And he's like. Oh, let me see this Tim Shaw. And then he like turns the corner and he's like, I just, I just, uh, I just really am having problem with this evil alien having such a funny normal name. Like how did, (laughs) I I guess I, I really hope that we get this episode. They keep, they keep calling him Tim Shaw and that's not his name. It's just a coincidence that his name kind of sounds like that. Well, I'm assuming that they call him Tim Shaw because they like, that's what they call him because that's what his name kind of sounds like. I don't think that it's a coincidence, Sam. I think that they he probably said it's probably the Ellis Island situation. No, 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 no. When I when I say coincidence, I mean it's a coincidence that his alien name sounds like a people name. Oh, I see. It doesn't that's really what... though. Tim Shaw. I mean, it's like Kal-El doesn't sound like, unless you make it like Kyle. Are you telling me that Tim Shaw does not sound like Tim Shaw? Because I, I have I mean, I uh, think... audio proof that you're wrong and it's Tim Shaw. <laughs> I guess I would say that if you said someone's alien name was Tim Shaw, you could extrapolate Tim Shaw out of it. But it wouldn't be like if I said, oh, so there's this alien named Tim Shaw. You'd be like, did you just say Tim Shaw? No, I said well, Tim that, Shaw. <laughs> that's that's the thing is I I don't know why he why yeah, they I, this are is, calling him yeah, that. Yeah, why at all. did they call him that? His name well, is that's Tim- the, that's the thing because I think this is going to be a new thing that we're going to have to just wait and see if we yeah. ever roll it because because, because it's not. I was assuming that that the idea was that he was a person named Tim, Tim Shaw. Shaw. That's what I thought too, but he's an alien who like fell in some radioactive waste or something. No, he's from the planet. Denza, but, but no, I, he, he is, is he's it, an alien from a different race. Is it a doctor being goofy and zany situation where he's like, I am Tim Shaw, and then she's like, Tim Shaw? Kind of sounds like Tim Shaw, don't you think? And then Graham is like, ha ha, nice one, he killed my wife. I guess we'll find out. But I think we've discussed this for long enough yeah, at I think this point. So, so he... Uh, he's a, he's wearing a weird metal mask. We don't see his face, but they, they recognize him. Uh, and he says, Paltraki, return what you took, or I will 
dismantle your crew and beam the pieces back to your ship one by one. This is really disappointing because he does he demonstrate do by killing a female crew member of Paltraki's, who we learn is named uh, Umsong, which doesn't matter because she's fucking dead. Why did he, he, did, why, why he doesn't did he make beam a, any parts? Yeah, why did he make a cool threat and then not follow through with it? I would have right, really like liked he, to see... You have the pieces, literally. I would have liked to have seen him get Sorban gelatoed. Very bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be fucked up, but I'm surprised that Paltraki doesn't receive. Why would a he make the empty threat? Like, if, was it a situation where they couldn't show that because the show's for babies, or because in that case, why isn't he just like, "I will end her life, Paltraki. I will beam over the and then and then and and Dinio's over in the corner, like, no, don't stop. The machine is broken. broken. It's, it's been broken for months. This is no, when... I have changed my Unfortunately, mind. the Seventh Doctor smashed up my transmat. <laughs> um, it was destroyed at a hoppin' Dalek party. <laughs> uh, please give us one dollar. Patreon.com slash potting bros if you want so, to understand uh, that reference. I can't help that I want to reference the funny old episodes we watched. I'm sorry. So the doctor's like, Piltraki, <laughs> my boy, my best friend who I've known for five minutes. What the fuck did you steal from, from Tim Shaw? And this is when he pulls out. Um, if you've ever played the video game Control, it looks like that one enemy that's just like a broken texture that's just like vibrating aggressively inside of a crystal. And nope. she, huh? No, it doesn't look like that. No, I don't. I don't get the reference. Oh, okay. Um, and then she scans it with the Sonic, and uh, I, in I want to say for yeah. I thought that what it looked like was like a big crystal, almost like a piece of amber with a bug inside, but the bug is alive and buzzing. I couldn't tell what was inside it, it's, and obviously yeah. you're not supposed to know. It looks it, cool. I thought it looked like a bug that was, like, buzzing really hard inside like of a, a big rock. It's like a vibrating mass, a, like a dark-colored vibrating shape inside of a cool big crystal, maybe, I don't know, 10 to 11 inches across. Um, uh, and she she scans it and she's like, well, these readings are very strange because it's incredibly dense, incredibly massive, but I'm holding it in my hands right now. So what the hell is going on with that? There's something we've uh, we've gotten the sense of in this show um, where you can like break space time by doing shit like this, because in the last episode we watched in uh, in Flesh and Stone, the doctor's like. These are two places of space and time that are touching that should never be touching. And in this uh-huh. episode, it's like these objects being here is fucking up the whole universe and it's causing mm-hmm. a lot of like problems. And I like that. I think it's cool that, I mean, it's in a way, it's like the doctor is a doctor who fixes space time, which is kind of neat. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, there's, there's also a thing here because they don't know that this guy is in fact Tim Shaw. Uh, all they know is Tim Shaw is a member of the Stenza race, and these things have Stenza technology. Right. So the guy on the screen might have been Tim Shaw, or it might have been another. I thought one they immediately. People, but it cl- is him. I thought they immediately clocked him as Tim Shaw. No, th- well, they were they were like that. That can't. Oh, we should mention they're like that can't be Tim Shaw. It must be another one of them because we killed Tim him. Shaw. Should be dead. And the doctor's like, well, we didn't kill him. We just sent him back where he came from. They really pulled, like, an Alduin world eater on this guy and read an Elder Scroll in front of him and sent him back in time. Seriously. Um, uh, they, so- they then, they're gonna go, they're gonna go to where Tim Shaw, question mark, is to stop. <laughs> 
this save Paltraki's crew. Um, they I find to, his quest log, basically. They do find the quest log that's like, I've, I, I believe there's a am- ambiguity about whether or not they are stealing the crystal or bringing the crystal back. That was the thing that, uh, that is slightly ambiguous. Yeah, they, I mean, they're not really sure themselves. Right. But what they have is they have his, they have his quest log. It's like a, it's got a little mini map. And there's a little thing that's like, this is where you're supposed to be going. And it also has the, like, life support readings of the rest of his crew. And they're in more or less the same place. So they're like, okay, we're going to go there. We'll save your crew. We'll we'll figure out what this crystal thing is, if it should be returned or not. We'll figure it out. Uh, and we see that Graham is being pretty quiet. He's being weird. Um, we, will, we will learn... Almost immediately, although, again, we, we're we not supposed to be learning this right now. We're supposed to already know it, but uh, he's he's got a bit of a history with Mr. Tim Shaw. I, uh, I'm looking at my notes and seeing I completely did not understand what was going on at this point because I did write, I'm guessing he's got some history with Tim Shaw from before he became a bug mask weirdo. No, he was this always... This was when a, I yeah. still thought that Tim Shaw was a was man a who fell in radioactive waste yeah. or something. He fell in radioactive helmet. This is a really cool helmet. Oh, God, it's stuck on my face. He fell um, in radioactive being a different anyway, Yeah, he fell in radioactive. He was born that way. Um, <laughs> I have to talk about a, a new piece of doctor technology that the doctor passes out, which is throat mics. Oh, yeah. Are they like, are they like microphones you shove down your gullet? Or do no, they, they like stick them to the outside of their neck, similar to the neural balancers. Why would they? Oh, that's right, because they have two sticky things on the side of their head in this episode. It's a very sticky episode. It's a very on a on a very sticky episode of <laughs> Doctor Who. Tim Shaw returns. <laughs> so they go outside and they find all these crash ships. This is the battlefield, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, and. Way in the distance, there's, like, a big, floating, rocky thing. And that's apparently, according to Mr. Gene Paltraki, where Tim Shaw is located. But how do they get inside? Hmm. We also, uh, Ryan says that he, like, is starting to feel sick. Uh, Graham points out this buzzing sound in the air. This is, this, like, psycho waves, whatever they called it. Uh, it has very little bearing on the episode. It's mainly an excuse for them to have the neural balancers in the first place, but that's fine. The neural uh, balancers are such a strange. Uh, like, I, I, sometimes it's fun to like try to rever- reverse engineer why a certain thing is happening in this episode. And the only thing that I can figure out that the neural balancers are there for is a to give Paltraki a reason to have lost his memories. Like, or a reason for him to gradually get his memories back for exposition. Uh-huh. And also, something, something, they have to take them off at the end. But it has no bearing on the plot. I think the neural well, the, balance the, is... The, a- the, the real issue is that they needed to take them off to give them to someone else. But they could just, it could be like, I have invented these chill pills that make you chill. (laughs) I guess it could have been, we need to disrupt the thing. Kick him in the nuts. (laughs) Point your sonic screwdriver at his head. That usually works. Yeah, I guess it's a a non-violent way of kicking Delph in the nuts later. At this point, um, Graham, Pa, pulls the doctor aside and he says, just so you know... I'm, I'm going fucking to fucking kill Tim I'm Shaw. I'm going to kill Tim Shaw, and the doctor's I'm going like, to kill him dead. 
know th- I'm know gonna the- dance on his corpse. Did you see this post recently, by the way, that was like it was like, oh god, I feel so old, and it was a post on like R slash Halo that was like, Why do people twerk on me when I die? I did see that was a while ago that, that yeah. It was when Halo Infinite came out that, that post was going around. Oh, I so just saw it like last week. Yeah. They're like, Why are people twerking on top well, of the Well you my must dead feel body? even older now that I'm bringing up that post, am I right? I, I guess I think you just it just took you, took you a while to get to, and then the, you know how the doctor is. She's very, I'm still catching up on R slash Halo. She, <laughs> you just start you sort by new, and then you go to the last page, and you're just like, here right, I go. I'm, <laughs> Halo Two just what, came out where I'm at. It's what going is great. Like, what is like the first post on R slash Halo? Test, test, and then the second one's like, y'all see that warthog jump video? Holy shit! <laughs> um okay Can't wait for halo to come out so <laughs> how old is this website <laughs> harry potter video game any day now they'll say um this is the, so the doctor the doctor has a very strange relationship with violence um and i think that not to jump ahead but tim shaw's ultimate fate being like a good and fair compromise for her uh, among with uh, among other things that I do remember her doing and him doing them doing that's what I meant to say during the rest of the show uh the doctor says murder is bad but so true but if you do something that is effectively murder but you don't kill them it's okay just Wait. keep that oh i see what you're saying yeah like like you know what cars is fate from jojo part 2 is okay but killing someone is bad that's right. That's kind of the doctor's MO. Um, but she yeah. says, murder is bad. Don't do it, Graham. If you kill Tim Shaw, you'll be just as bad as this seemingly like serial killer alien who killed so many people and was such a threat that we had to send him to here. That'll, if you kill one guy, I don't if know. If you get revenge, you will be exactly equally as bad as him. If you kill Hitler, you are just as bad as Hitler, is what, uh, is what she says. Well, that's her opinion. Uh, <laughs> we have but... to respect the doctor. He says, uh, he says, look, doctor, I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for all the adventures this past series. But, oh, yeah, th- this is what I was saying about, like, they weren't sure if it was him. Because they were like, or Graham's like, if that creature is the same one from Sheffield, I will kill it for what it did to Grace. And she says that if he does that, he's fired and has to go home and be alone she she does imply that if he does that she will just leave him for dead on this planet i thought she said that he had to like leave like she wouldn't be his companion anymore and she would just take him home i don't think that she would leave him for dead. oh maybe i what i wrote down is that she said i won't let you back on the tardis if you do that but maybe you're right i don't know uh but yeah so they 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 are both very very set on their beliefs which this was my first moment in this episode where i was like I'm really liking this episode. I it took me a little bit longer to really get into it, but I think once they get into the house, I started thinking it was cool. Um it's an it's just like the 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 setting is like really gloomy and gray and foggy. It, it had like a really nice mood to it. Okay, this, I do have to I do have to this is a little complaint to it uh, to me, and I thought it was okay. a little bit silly. So, so this is the part where the this is kind of the gearing up moment of the show, where the doctor pulls out one hundred grenades and gives them distributes them amongst her companions. And I I don't know why this was something that I kept gravitating towards of me just like disliking that everyone has these like everyday carry like 
I'm I pretending to be a cool epic tactical military boy backpacks. They're like these like khaki, these days like, everybody has a tactical backpack. Yeah, like everyone has a tactical backpack, and they all have. And she's like, "All right, here's your three grenades, your your combat, your survival knife, your some flash, peanut butter crackers, some flat, your flashlight, um, and a multi tool, and uh, and so of course here's, your here's a flashlight. Wish we had these uh, back on the ship with the angels, huh? She looks at it and she says, "Huh, oh, this takes me back." <laughs> and of course, your nine millimeter pistol. Okay, I think you're like, ready. Oh, did you have a did you have a fond memory with a flashlight? No, a really bad memory without a flashlight. So she uh, she gives everybody grenades, which I I thought was amusing. But then Ryan's like grenades, but I thought you hate grenades. And she's like, we're gonna use these grenades defensively to blow up walls, which is not yeah, what yeah, grenades I, no, do. No, I really like that. That she's he's like, what happened to no weapons? And she's like, we're only gonna use these on walls and doors. But grenades don't work. Ah, oh, whatever, whatever. Whatever. Um, you don't know what the walls are made of. Shut up. They're made of skin. We're gonna we're gonna go attack the witch in her graham cracker ship. <laughs> Did we mention it was made of graham crackers? Oh, I forgot to mention that they're they're skipping through the woods to find Sim Shaw's graham cracker ship. Um, this I will say. Um, there actually was there. I all jokes aside, there was a graham cracker in this episode. The <laughs> there sure was good one. Good one. Don't be racist because on he's podcast. white. He's very white. Um, because so he's a white man. He's a very white man, grandpa. Um, I do like this part where Ryan is like, "Why do you? Ha- why are we taking grenades? You, you say no killing, but when I he, he he like refers to some previous incident that he got scolded for. Oh I yeah, when he was shoot, he was like sniping cyberbots or something. And, and then she's like, "Listen, my rules are always changing. Don't ask me about my rules." I'm very inconsistent about how I feel about violence. I I I will say though I I liked her when she was she was like well the, the re- what she says is you were new I had to lay out right, the rules right so like I had to I had to be really strict so you didn't get that's the why wrong we idea. haven't seen like we and haven't she seen says like... also don't quote that back to me <laughs> I love I do love that the doctor is just the doctor has a moral code that's very flexible and also she does not. She is very inconsistent with her own rules. Yeah, but I, I I like that that basically what she's getting at is like I know what I'm doing. You don't really, so I'm gonna be a lot stricter with you than I am with myself because I know where it's safer to bend the rules. You know, I know when to kill people. She says, <laughs> "Right, I'm confident in my judgment about whether I should take a life." Yeah, um, I was really I was really liking her this week. No, she was fantastic this week, and and once again, I feel it's very freeing to me to know that that you know i don't doubt that jody is a good doctor jody is a good doctor because she's a great actress and i've seen her on Broadchurch, and she was really good in Broadchurch. uh and i think that sometimes good the good doctors can be held back by bad writings and it's good that she has good writing i know right i've never seen that happen never in my life have i seen it happen um this is a good this is a good week for jody yeah i liked i liked her she she came across as like very compassionate but chaotic. And I, I like that her quirk is there, but it's subdued compared to, to, to Matt Smith. Um, There's one she has one big quirk moment which happens right here where she's like they're like walking through some ankle deep water to get like underneath the big floating structure that's made of graham crackers, and she's like, oh, I should have brought wellies. Uh something something wellies wellies. 
blah, 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 blah. Come to think of it, didn't I half invent wellies? And oh, that as was always, too, too zany for me. As always, I, I'm hoping that means there's going to be an episode where the doctor <laughs> invents wellies. Wellies. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get it when we see, like, the third doctor playing his little recorder and inventing wellies <laughs> on the show. Um, uh, so, so I, I do want to say for, for the record, their, 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 their inventory that the doctor gives them, they got the sticky neck mics, they got grenades, they got one bomb each, and then like door hacker devices. And also the doctor takes two grenades, sticks it onto the big crystal and yes, she yes. blasts it with her sonic screwdriver, which somehow sticks the grenade on. Don't ask. And this is like I, her... Look, we are so far past that at this point. This is her, like, insurance policy. Right, she's like, I'm gonna ask what this crystal is and why it's so important. And if they don't feel like answering me, there's bombs on it. It's very funny when you learn what the crystal is. That this oh, contingency I... <laughs> plan is very bad. God. Yeah, no kidding. I really liked her line here, though, where she's like, I found it's very important to take precautions when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> That is a very, uh, that is a very doctor thing to say, and I do like it. I do like that the doctor, um, when they're not being incredibly annoying about them not having any clue what's going on, that, that everything the doctor does is just made up as they go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that a lot. Um, as long as Matt Smith's not going, shut up! As he does it. <laughs> so, yeah, Ryan and Graham talk. Uh, Ryan is like, I know that you want revenge for my grandma. Uh, my grandma. Wouldn't that be Graham's mom? Would be Graham's ma? No, and Graham is like, is, he's like trying to change the subject. Oh, you seen any good TV lately? Uh, yeah, there's a show called Doctor Who. It's awesome. It's on BBC. Ryan's like, this isn't what my grandma would have wanted. But Graham is like, you know, your grandma was a really kind woman, but she also was a really tough woman, and she would have wanted me to get revenge on See, Tim I actually, Shaw, the, I remember the, the commercial. I remember the commercial. Um, I, you know, I didn't watch any of the 13th Doctor season, but I remember seeing the trailer for the first episode where Graham's uh, wife, uh, Ryan's mom says, remember. Grandma. Ryan's grandma. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did I say Ryan's wife? You said Ryan's mom. Ryan's mom. Ryan's grandma, Graham's wife, is like, Remember, if a stenza named Tim Shaw kills me, don't get revenge. And then Ryan later is getting in an argument with Graham. He's like, She said if his name was Tim Shaw. His name is Tim Shaw. And Graham's like, She didn't know what she was saying. She was senile as fuck and you know it. Um, they, They all get like beamed up Star Trek style onto the ship. Um, Or onto the shrine temple they will call it a shrine later but for now it's just the it's just the graham cracker house it looks like a spaceship on the inside it's bigger bigger on the inside they say um and uh let's see oh yeah this is is this not when uh when ryan and graham have their conversation about killing tim shaw um is on the ship what yeah yeah yeah. yeah. oh Um, sorry i I, yeah you're right they were already on the ship then some (sighs) sniper bots what is this? I thought they were Cyberbots. Called... Cyberbots. Yeah, they show up. Not this... Cybermen. Not Cybermen. Uh-uh. No, because but... these are like these look like the guy the like robots from Titanfall hit video game. There's um, a big difference between cyber cyberbots and cybermen, which is that cyberbots are fucking stupid. They look yeah, cyberbots are stupid. I I really like was I'm not talking about what they look like. They are, first of all, they're robots wearing robes, which I love. Thank you. Robe-bots. Thank you, TV show. Robe-bots. 
they're rope they're rope bots but but yeah they see the cyber bots and they go oh my god he's built an army of them i assume that they were with him in the, in the sniping in the first episode but uh they get surrounded and graham is like get down and they duck and the cyberbots all in a circle just shoot each other and this they all is die. okay so i have uh, in my spare time i i appreciate dr hump because i feel like um we are freaks we're weird what we watch kyle xy and secret life of the american teenager for fun what? um but this show has allowed me to like engage in more normal media uh, so I've been watching a lot of Star Wars bullshit lately, and I started watching the Clone Wars show, uh, which is really good, and I really am enjoying it. Uh, but the fucking sniper cyber robe bots reminded mm. me so much of the, like, idiot battle droids from, they're like, uh-oh, the ones with the, like, long beige heads. Yeah, and they're, the like... The ones who unfold. The ones who unfold, and they're all very, like, goofy comedy robots. We are the ones who unfold. We unfold! <laughs> Just every robot in this show has, has Dalek voice. <laughs> you bastard! You shot me! <laughs> Anyways, yeah, they all they all kill each other at the same... It's, like, the dumbest... Like, is this, would this work in real life? Could I try this if I was surrounded by people with guns? Well, the trick is that you need to be in the perfect center of a perfect circle of people. And they have to count, they have to be count three, two, one, five. And they each need to be standing directly across from another one of them. They literally, every single one of them dies from this. Uh, it's kind of incredible. Uh, It's a a whole new type of 360 no scope. Yeah, this is something you would have to organize in Call of Duty to get to happen. <laughs> something you'd have to organize. <laughs> oh, baby, an octuple. The whole team just like, team kill, team kill, team kill, team kill. <laughs> uh, so so at this point, uh, Ryan and Graham are alive somehow. Um, and they find the stasis chambers with Paltraki's crew, but, um, uh, but co- contrary to the three that they thought they were rescuing, two now, because one of them died, disappointingly. Um, the doctor meets Andinio. Andinio points a gun at her and says, where's the object? And the doctor says, I don't talk to guns. And Andinio says, no, I, I'm a, I'm a I, guy. I'm a, I've got, I have a... Uh, but, uh, the doctor is like, well, if you're not going to lower your gun, then check out all these bombs that I have on the thing that you want. Um, please uh, tell me. And then the do- then Andinio gives some answers. She is an Ux, and I like that when she reveals that she's a ra- member of the race of the Ux, uh, the doctor gets really excited because she's never met one before, and they're very rare because there's only- which. Yeah, when yeah. when you learn what the Ux are, it makes perfect sense that she would never have met one because there is literally two of them. Two of them. Two of two them. of them. Uh, she wants to meet with Tim Timsha, um, which is <laughs> I. I'm sorry. I don't want to move past the doctor reacting to Andinio being an Ux because she literally congratulates her. <laughs> it's so funny. She's so into it. She's like, "Good job being born an Ux." I love it. And then she's like, Where, shouldn't there be another one of you? Where's the other one? And she's like, don't worry about it. I I would love to learn more about the Ux. I assume they will never come up again. But the idea that there's a species where there is just always two of them. Two of them like, do they regenerate? Because this is we, a, we know that they live for millennia. These are the same ones from the cold open. They've been right. around for, th- uh, for thousands of years, literally. But... Do they regenerate yeah. like the doctor? Because they say something where, where uh, they're like, 
oh my god, we are the blessed generation who have met the creator. I like so, to... Here's my, here's my idea. Here's If I was writing expanded Ux lore, which I'm which not. Which you are. Which I guess I, I, I guess I literally am doing that. In my fan fiction that I'm writing right now, live on the podcast, uh-huh. they have like thought, emotion, creation, magics. So maybe when they get old, the last thing they do is use the last reserves of their power to create a new ox, oh. killing themselves in the process. And that's why there's always two. Because I don't want to think about like Endinio and Delph like making sweet, sweet ox love. No, I I didn't other. think that that was it for even a second. No, that's there's, I, I can't there's wait for the lore. I can't wait for the episode about them. Uh, titled uh you look like a million ux <laughs> um okay so so right and didio takes the doctor to simsha um who is there he's got his dead space helmet on he takes we should, it we should yeah. mention by the yeah. way uh uh she asks about the battle the battlefield with all the destroyed ships outside and what andinio says is that uh numerous times invaders have come for the creator and every time they drive them off. And this is where the doctor says, Oh, you, the Ux, you're, you are faith driven engineers. Like they, they create physical constructs with their like religious powers. I'm always doing uh, this as well. And this is why, uh, this is why the, the building they're in, which she calls the shrine, she says it feels alive. And this is like uh, what, I guess the implication is this is kind of what we saw Delph doing at the start of the episode, was yes. like putting these rocks together in the air. Yes. Um, it's a uh, cool concept. I like it. I like the sci-fi is. of it. I will say, and I know, I know that it's like, okay, they've been waiting thousands of millennia for their creator to show up. And then when they try to summon him, Tim Shaw just randomly so happens to appear and then they just are like well i guess we will now exercise your will forever it's incredibly unlikely but here we are here we are you know so uh basically what happens is that uh andinio is like i'm gonna shoot you to death if you don't give me that object in three seconds but the doctor's like i've got another proposition for you instead of you killing me show my face to your creator quote unquote and he'll and see me. what he has to say and there's this creepy, like, red eye on Andinio's amulet. And oh, that was it, really cool. And it's and like, it, yeah. It sees the doctor, and we hear the same voice from before go, uh, Bring her to me. And Andinio and, is like, wait, that seems impossible. How would your creator go? How would our creator know who you are? And then the doctor's like, yeah, I wonder how. Ha ha. And then <laughs> I, the next scene is where I had to call our lawyer because, uh, Paltraki is walking around with Yaz and says, My name is Greston Paltraki from Stebble. He did say he was from Stebble. That was a bit, I like that was I like where far. he's like, Yeah, I'm from Stebble. And Yaz is like, and he's like, Okay, where are you from? And she says, Earth. And he's like, Earth. Earth. It's like when Limmy is talking about how people from America say train. 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 I don't like I don't like the way we say train to be honest it sucks. Yeah, we I'm I'm with Limmy on this yeah, one. Yeah, we should train. say train. Train. Sounds like C H R A N E. Train sucks. Yeah. What a bad word for such a beautiful beautiful machine. <laughs> beautiful sexual machine. 
<laughs> so. Oh, you went uh, a little Donald. We got a little Anselmo going on. We got Anselmoed. <laughs> So he uh, he starts to remember. He's like, "Oh, I know, I know who I am. I know why I'm here. I am from the last fleet that the Congress of Nine Planets sent here in response to the atrocities." And then a bunch more cyberbots walk in, and he says, "And I remembered something else. I'm a fucking badass." We see Paltraki beating ass this episode. Every time he shows up, he pulls out his gun and he just goes absolutely apeshit John Wick style on their on their heads and bodies. And he goes, "Come here!" And he goes, "Oh, baby, a triple." Ah, <laughs> hey, you fucking suck! It's like it's like Crashmore. Um, so uh, the doctor is like walking with Indigo. and then he stands over them and he starts twerking or whatever that thing people do in Halo is. Yeah, it's like twerking or something. And he he uh, he the doctor asks Andinio like, "Oh, why do you call this Sim Shaw your creator?" And she's like, "Well, we met him when we were so... we were we were actively trying to summon our creator, and then he appeared. What the fuck do you think?" This means. Oh, is that what you think they were doing? Yeah, I think so. That's why he's like, 17 years was enough. We've been walking this planet for so long. It's time. She starts, they start praying and doing the thing, and then he shows up, and then that's their creator god. They even... Okay, not, yeah, I, I didn't quite put that together, but that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we finally, we get the meeting between Simsha and the doctor, um... She uh, do- says- the doctor does, by the way, uh, point out to Indinio. She's like, uh, something's not right here because there's two Ucks, one of whom I don't even know where they are, and one, like, critically injured Stenza. But then there's, like, a, a ship graveyard outside. And also, everything you're saying sounds really, really confident Except you have like the saddest, scaredest eyes. You are, you have been crying this whole time we've been speaking to each other. So yeah, she's she's like something's not right here. And Dino's like, I just don't understand how you can know the creator. And the doctor's like, Yeah, good fucking question. Maybe turn that one around in your head for a bit. <laughs> See where it gets you. I'm gonna make you atheist, motherfucker. <laughs> no, please. So Paltraki and Yaz arrive at their objective. It's it's a room. With a uh, <laughs> a very like noticeably like shadowed out area that they can't see what's in it, uh, but what they can see is there's four more of these crystals with these vibrating whatever's gone inside of them, and uh, Paltraki says that he he remembers uh, that when he was having brain problem they or before he was having brain problem real bad. That he and his crew fought their way here, but then everything kind of gets hazy from there, and he doesn't remember what happened after that. Uh, and we will never find out, but it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, and next we go to uh, Ryan and Graham looking at those pods that you mentioned. They get jump-scared by a person in one of them. They find uh, that there's way more people than just Paltraki's crew in these pods. Um, I got so excited here and thought that I was becoming a genius in my brain when I was like... Because there, there are five pods that we see when they're in the room, and there's five crystals that Yaz and Paltraki found, and the pods kind of have these, like, rocky crystal shapes to them. And I was like, oh, shit. Are are the things inside? And then they l- walk into another room, and there's, they're like, there's, like, 30 more of these pods! And I was like, oh, never mind. There's so many pods! 
Uh, when is it? It's revealed at some point that the pods are. They reveal it about the pods first, and that you can put it together in your brain because you are intelligent, like Sherlock Holmes. That <laughs> Stenza, te- <laughs> you just you good? Yeah, I just it, you you said I'm intelligent, like Sherlock Holmes, and I you got so I excited. shit my pants. Oh shit! You really know um, that that the Stenza keep people in stasis as trophies. And you go, oh, if, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what it means. What am I supposed to wonder? What if, if the people in the tanks are like, are like Tim Shaw's trophies, then what are those similar crystal objects that are very dense and difficult to perceive? What are those? He said, I wonder. Oh, Jordan, I got bad for you. I got bad news for you. First of all, I can't speak English. But second of all, I'm not as smart as Sherlock Holmes. I'm really, really stupid. Oh, you fucking idiot. I mean, I... I oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? You're not kidding Well, I mean, right I, I found out when they explained what oh, the things were yeah. in the crystals. They're like... But I thought that the point in... was that they were like some kind of power source. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Sam. Oops. This show's for children. You know that, right? Yeah. And I'm an adult. I'm okay. not the target audience. I'm too smart for <laughs> Yeah, if it. you had the imagination of a child, you'd be like, oh, I see. If I was just less smart, I think I would have gotten it. Why don't we hit you in the head with a frying pan a couple times, and then Ooh. you'll really, really, then you'll wake up and you'll be like, I'm doing a thing. Then a I'd thing. be dumb I'm enough to give thing. this episode mixed reviews on Metacritic. Right. It's slow as fuck. <laughs> Where are we at right now? Are we are we with Tim Shaw? We're, yeah, we're we're meeting Tim Shaw, and the doctor says, "Oh, you look like shit." Oh, no, she, she walks in. I and got like, a new coat. You look terrible. I have a new coat. The Weeping Angels stole mine in the last episode. That the, you're looking raggedy and not watched. doing shit. And he takes off his helmet, and he's got like hamburger helper face. He looks really, really bad. And I don't know if that's just what stenzoids look like, or if that has something to do with. I thought. Not only does he look great in terms of how fucked up he looks, I loved the visuals of this scene because we're getting, like, really extreme close-ups on his face so we can see all his weird little face bumps and his, like, way too sharp teeth. It's it's really... He looks this has really always creepy been, like, my problem really with the aliens in, in, in TV and movies is, like, if I was an alien... If I was, like, for example... If I was, um, if I was like a, a Ferengi from Star Trek, first of all, it'd be so funny. Um, but second of all, every time I look at myself, I'd be like, geez, I look like that? Like God made me that way? <laughs> oh man. Oh, dang it. I wish I was like Come a Bajoran or something. Cause I, they got like the, they got like, they look normal except they got little nose things. Why can't I be one of the 500 species from Star Trek that just look like people? Oh man. Like, if I was, yeah, if I was born on the Klingon planet, I'd be like, hell yeah, this is awesome. This rules. If I, if I, was I just from, look like a guy with a thing. I mean, they don't look like guys with things, but they look great. But if I was Wait, from... which race? Uh, Klingons. Aren't they, they, got, don't they just... I thought they just look like guys, but they got, like, a little a little ridge on there. They hair. got, like, forehead ridges, they got, like, teeth, and they got, like, they got all cool. They're all cool. Maybe I'm forgetting what the Klingons look like. Bajorans are really funny, because they just got nose ridges and earrings, and that's all they got. Oh yeah, the okay yeah, the Klingons look a lot freakier than ever. Here's a very funny Star Trek fact because this is kind of like a secret Star Trek podcast. Um, in the original, <laughs> to me se- too. In the original series, the Klingons were just like they were like Russian or something. I don't remember. They they just looked like dudes, 
Um, <laughs> and it's like nodded towards that something happened to, to them that they look like that now, but it's like a secret <laughs> um, that Klingons don't like to talk about. With oh outsiders. yeah, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at a an original Klingon. Yeah, he just looks like a guy. There's an episode where where Worf, one of the Klingons who who is in the Federation, they all go back in time and see original Klingons, and they're like, "What happened? Some experiment gone wrong?" And then he's like, "We do not share this information with outsiders." It's very funny. <laughs> Star Trek's fucking great. Anyways, you can't just ask us why we look like this. It would That's require... really really rude. Listen, they changed the design, and it's better now, but we're not going to talk about it. But yeah, to to your point about like, is this what he normally looks like? Also, he he like sends Andinio away, right? Because um, he takes off the mask and he reveals his nasty, slimy face with the weird bumps. He mentions that he was hit with DNA bombs. Is this something the doctor is allowed to do? I don't know that she did it, but it did happen apparently. He mentions, by the way, because she said like, "Oh, we sent him back where he came from." He says. It has been 3,407 years since you sent me here. <gasps> uh, so this is the doctor's fault that all these people have died. Well, uh, what, her I can't commitment one of the two to nonviolence says something. Oh yeah, he's he's like you corrupted my teleporter before you sent me all the way here. This she's is like, what I'm saying with fucking this fucking the doctor needs to start killing more people, and I would really think it was epic and badass and so cool if she killed people, like, with a gun, maybe. Because okay. Because think about how many people have died because she didn't just, like, blast him in the face with, a with like, a like a cool – her cool gun. Well, I will say I don't know how many people have died. There was that line where um, Tim Shaw says, 1,000 people have died, which is equivalent <laughs> to how many lives it would be equal to if you murdered me, making Graham just as bad. <laughs> you would be just as bad. Uh, he says something about, like, uh, I can't leave this planet. I think it's like the Ux are the only reason he's still alive. He said there's a part where he has to, like, put his mask back on because he can't, he breathe. can't breathe. And then he's... Uh, so basically, he just Plum got found by the Ux, who were summoning their creator god, and and he, that was a very lucky thing for him and a very unlucky thing for everyone else. Um, yeah, and the doctor's very upset about the fact that Sim Shah would take advantage of the cool Ux aliens, and, and at this point, Sim Shah's like, "I am. You have made me a god." And he's that's kind of like, his thing. My inhaler. <laughs> God's gotta breathe too, don't you know? <laughs> they gotta eat. He says uh, that uh, he, the Ux are giving him a chance at what every living creature wishes for. Revenge on the doctor. This was so funny. I was, I literally, he pauses for such a long time and I was like, oh, he's gonna say power, immortality. No, it's revenge specifically on Doctor Who. Specifically on Jody Whittaker. Do you do you want revenge on the Doctor? Yeah, kinda. Me too. I, I guess, guess if I'm right. being honest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I, I I never really thought about it, but yeah, I guess I kind of do want revenge on the Doctor. I guess I kind of I guess I kinda wanna doctor. kill the Doctor a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh so Graham and Ryan have counted uh thirty total chambers. They each have one of the doctor's hacking devices, and they're Wish like, they had each been given fifteen. Am I right? 
I love this part where Graham is like, like sort of, sort of trying to work his way towards saying that he still intends to kill Tim Shaw. Where he's like, you know, Ryan, that Tim Shaw is a real sicko, right? And I... Ryan's like, uh huh, uh huh, and he's like. What he might cool. have set the chambers to kill the people inside if they're tampered with. I should probably just go kill him beforehand, just in case. Wouldn't it be so funny if we killed Simshaw? <laughs> Wouldn't it be just, like, hilarious? Like, as a bit, if we shot I him in the Graham head. I told Graham to kill Tim Shaw, and he did it. The absolute mad laugh. <laughs> Do it for the vine! Oh, no. What does that mean? Sorry, everybody. I think Vine still was around when this episode came out. Oh, do you think the doctor ever said do it for the Vine? On yeah, the... probably. And then she's like, Vine? That's so funny. I ha- I, I kind of half invented that one. <laughs> uh, what is just Vine? Kidding. How if, can you do it for the Vine? If, if the doctor invented anything, it would be TikTok. Like a clock. Uh... Like time. So she, uh, or, or Ryan, rather... He's once again trying to talk Graham down from killing Tim Shaw. Uh, Graham is like, what do you care anyway? You you always thought I wasn't good enough for your grandma. Is this what he like, wants? Is this, is this, am I going to kill Tim Shaw to make my step-grandson love me? Is yeah. that how that works? It's a classic trick. <laughs> it's a, a classic yeah, no-win Ryan, situation Ryan's, with a twist. But I thought, this was, I thought this was a really nice little moment because Ryan's like, that was a long time ago granddad that was sweet we're family and i love you and graham's like what what just as ryan's like i'm not gonna fucking say it again so that was sweet we uh, we this is a pro grandpa space so yeah he's like grandma would have wanted you to be the better man and graham's like okay all right i promise i won't kill tim shaw wink <laughs> he'll die he'll die of natural causes after i intervene. when i'm done with him <laughs> He'll die of the classic method of death, oxygen on the brain. Uh, so the doctor, fucking, we go back to her talk to Tim Shaw, and she's like, who do you want revenge on, Tim Shaw? And he's like, are you, are you fucking joking? What everyone wants. The, the... Doctor, you're a living creature. You should know. And she's like, oh, me! The I also want revenge on myself. The seven words every girl wants to hear. I am going to kill the doctor. Going to kill the doctor. Yep, okay. If you listen closely, you, you can Sorry, you can that's... our listeners can hear me trying to count out the words in the thing <laughs> in what I was about to say. Play it back, you'll hear it. The four words the seven words uh <laughs> so uh the doctor is like Oh yeah, because she's like this isn't my fault, and he's like, if it wasn't for you, I would still be with the rest of the Stenza, and I would be the leader, uh, but thanks anyway, because you did turn me into a god. So don't kill, like, don't kill her, you, she helped you. She says, you're not a god, now tell me what this crystal is, or I'll blow it to hell! <laughs> this is when, I think, is when it's revealed, because the Stenza like to keep people in stasis as trophies that using stenza technology as well as the godlike magic powers of the ux sim shah has found a way to capture planets into crystal kind of like grew kind of like know Gru how kind of like from the movie despicable me i haven't seen it i don't know how i didn't catch what was going on here maybe i did and i just forgot that this is what he was talking about because yeah he says 
The Stenza keep people in stasis as trophies, but our real goal is civilizations. And yeah, this is where we learn that those crystals, the vibrating things inside of them, are planets that have been condensed to, like, a few inches across to fit into these crystals. It's pretty fucking cool. And also It's a really cool idea. I think the... this is... I think the reason I assumed that they were, like, a power source is because I was like, oh, well, the, the like, ridiculous, like, energy of a planet, like, trying to explode out of this crystal would probably be something. But no, and this yeah, is like... like you said, they are just trophies of planets he has genocided. And and, and I, I think the implication, two things. Number one, I think the implication is that they are in stasis. They could be put back, which is what Petraki, Paltraki was trying to do, is like retrieve the planets and take them back to where no, they no, go. No, 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 no. The doctor specifically says that they are planets that he has genocided. The, mm. the issue is these are planets he genocided. He put them in crystals to keep them as trophies, the reason they needed to return them is because if they burst out of their crystals, suddenly you will have a planet explode into reality in the space of another planet. And oh god, oh god, oh no, that will be a big problem. Yeah, that's why, like, everything's so fucky. Is because there's a bunch, there's like five planets in one space where they should right, not That's be. why they ended up in China in Legend of the Sea Devils also. Uh, so... Remember when I mentioned that Yaz and Paltraki are in a room with? A I kind of very... forgot that I kind of forgot that Yaz was in this one. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, she is moral support for the Doctor later, but uh, she she has the extra neural balance. I was literally just about to say she's here because she has a head that a neural balancer could fit on. <laughs> but uh, I mentioned that there was a very conspicuous, like shadowy spot in the room with the other crystals. Uh, Andinio walks in and turns the lights on, and Yaz and uh, Paltraki hide. And what should be in that in that shadowy spot? But old Delph, restrained to the wall, he's not having a great time, is he? No. And Andinio is like, "We have to do this. The Creator wills it." And he's like, "Please, poor Delph. No, I feel I bad know. for this. This isn't right." This, yeah, I feel bad for this like four thousand year old boy, three thousand seventeen year old boy, where he's just like crying and shitting and farting and he's just like please no i hate this i don't want to do this i don't care yeah, she Stop. she like sits down in front of him and their eyes glow and uh this is where uh yeah sim shaw is like the knowledge of the stenza hive mind makes an unstoppable pair with the power of the ux and yeah that's a pretty bad combo <laughs> doesn't seem like it it's a, real like it's a really good combo it's a real wombo combo of genocide uh, I, yeah, I guess it depends what your goal is. If your goal is genocide, it's a great pair. It's a really, I mean, it's a little bit OP if we're being, <laughs> if we're being honest. But, uh, she realizes, uh, this shrine is his unstoppable weapon, uh, and she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go stop you, and, uh, somewhere in the middle of this, we go to, I was really confused at this part until, like, 20 minutes later, because we get a shot of Graham shooting his laser gun at something and going hopefully that'll slow things down and i had no idea what he was doing here but it he's he's like breaking the door breaking panel doors, of the stasis yeah. area so there's the a lot of like in, in the upcoming climax of the episode there are a lot of scenes of like paltraki going john wick on these 
on these cyber boys a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's like putting grenades down to blow holes in the walls. Kaltraki is a fucking like, badass. Kaltraki is cool. I wish he was in it. I wish he was the new companion. He could show up. Like, I mean, I guess that Dan is a more capable warrior than Peltraki, judging by how he dispatched <laughs> like 40 sea devils uh, using, yeah. using uh, the Peltraki bloodline. Peltraki has a higher kill count, but... Uh... <laughs> But uh, Dan has a much higher, like, ratio of uh, kills to attacks. Paltraki has a higher kill count, but Dan can get, uh, can get pure platinum every single, every single time reliably. No hits, good time, good combo, you know. He's chaining these kills together, he's getting high scores. Um, whereas Peltraki you can rely on to get the tactical nuke, uh, you know, fairly often. He's very, he's efficient. Absolutely. Um, I, I like this exchange here, by the way, where the doctor, who has now found the room with the crystals, with Yaz and Paltraki in it, uh, she, like, calls Simshaw and the communicator, and she's like, don't, do, you don't know what you're doing! Every action has consequences! And he's like, that's right, doctor, and these are yours! And she says, I didn't mean it like that! Oh, did we mention that Paltraki's, the, the thing that the Ux are doing now is they're gonna do the, they're gonna do the shrinky crystal machine yes th- this earth. is where this is where we learn what they're doing they're yeah. gonna they're gonna suck earth into a portal we do see it start to happen and i gotta ask what was going on down there oh in this instance. what i totally didn't realize that they were trying to suck up the planet you're the dumbest fucking person i've ever met in my life what the fuck how did you not realize that they were gonna he says that he's gonna take earth and put it in a I thought that what he was going to destroy you? Earth. He okay, and he zaps say, it with a big red laser. He puts five planets in a crystal, and then the last one he destroys because he doesn't want the bit to get old. The fuck yeah. is wrong with you? Watch, I don't know. watch the show. Read well, the damn books. it! I enjoyed it the way I liked it. Now you're making it sound like it's an episode that deserves mixed reviews on Metacritic. <laughs> it was, it's a cool. Plan. I thought it was good, but if he was trying to suck up the planet, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I have tested out my device five times and realized it gets old. This time, I'm just gonna blow it up. It's fine. In my defense, it didn't even occur to me for a moment that the five crystals with planets in them had literally anything to do with this. Okay, and you're gonna tell me that because as he begins to pull Earth into the portal and the other five crystals start shaking and breaking apart because having too many planets in one place is just no bueno. I thought it was unrelated. He thought that just so happened when the doctor says, no, you can't do this. If you bring too many planets into one place, it'll cause a disaster. And that just incidentally is happening as you also independently. What I thought, I said, I thought that they were power sources. I thought this was the first time that he's used the weapon to destroy a planet. And I thought that this was the planets being like strained and like overpowering the crystals. I'm very, I'm very happy that I'm in this one case. I'm not the stupid one on this podcast. (laughs) This is a really nice change of pace that I'm the one who understands what's going on. In my defense, I think that everything that I thought had an internal logic to it. They say what's going on though. The doctor literally, it's a show for babies. 
Whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And it's a show for babies with bad taste. Oh, right. Yeah. 5.5 on AV Club. Okay. Um, so they're going to pull the earth through to put it in a crystal, killing everyone inside. This is Tim Shaw's ultimate revenge because he hates the people of Earth because he Wait, was, was just he mad at the doctor for some reason. He was just trying to get along and integrate into Sheffield society as Tim Shaw, but they wouldn't accept him because he had a fucked up face. <laughs> so he started killing people and then the doctor sent him here. So this is where uh, Yaz and we. This is this is classic Doctor stuff because Yaz is like, can we stop the Ux from doing what they're doing? Because the the point being, what they've done is they've created a portal that the the shrine is firing through to hit the Earth. So uh, the Doctor is saying we could disconnect them, but it might kill them or even destroy Ranskorov Kolos. Hey, I did it. Uh, and so then they, they kind of think about it and the doctor's like, I don't, you know, again, classic doctor stuff. She's like, I don't want a solution that doesn't work for everyone. You know, I want to find, I want to save everybody except Simshaw. But, right. uh, so meanwhile, we, we get a quick shot of Ryan unlocking pods as cyberbots are like comically sawing through the door. <laughs> Uh, and Tim Shaw sees this and that they're taking his trophies away and he like, my he things, like growls, my things, my stuff. Oh. And he, he like disconnects all of his life support hoses and he's like, I'm going to, f- oh. Oh. maybe that's why he ends up losing is because he's really, really sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, get you click. Oh. Oh. Man, this fucking fever, dude. It's not great. <laughs> Where's the Dayquil? <laughs> I shouldn't have had that Nyquil. It really knocked me on my um, ass. I took too much ibuprofen. Oh, God, I wish I could fight the doctor, but I'm just not feeling it today. So the doctor sends Paltraki to retrieve his crew and take them back to his ship. Yaz says, I'll stay with you as backup, so I finally have something to do, but she's wrong. So bored. We do says. we do get some shots of the Earth getting, to- it's like completely glowing red all over from the effect of the laser. <laughs> I'd hate to be those suckers right now. <laughs> they're like, they're like, on today's episode of, uh, of, uh, of whatever classic British show, the Earth gone red. <laughs> and the ghosts are still here. Uh, the Cyberbots break into the room with Graham and Ryan. Uh, most of the people are out of the pods, but not all of them. Uh, but Paltraki just, like, walks up the hallway and just shoots all the Cyberbots dead. He's so badass. He's so badass, and they are so, so shit. Yeah, they really, I mean, I mean, I don't know where these little guys came from, but they're not, their build qualities. They came from the fucking Tesla factory, am I right? Hey. Oh. Um, is this, so, the Doctor and Yaz are, um, is there anything else you wanted to say about that scene besides, (laughs) fuck you, um, the Doctor and Yaz are going to pull the, uh, well, the Doctor doesn't want to intervene because if she intervenes, the Ux might die, and that would be very bad for her brand, she'd have to write an apology on Twitter, um, but, uh, they, they decide that what they can do is calm them down with the neurobalancers. And this is where you go, oh my god, this is the stakes are so high. If they take the balancers off, they're gonna like lose their memories. Nope. The, 
they just kind of go, Ooh, oh, my head, ho- my head hurts. And then they put them on, and then the Ux are like, cool. And then they just give them back, and then they're fine. Uh, <laughs> Basically. I mean, there's a little... There, there, it's not immediate, but yeah, they just put the neural balances on the Ux. The Ux stop doing the thing. The portal closes. Earth is saved. And then, yeah, a minute later, they're just like, okay, we're going to take those back. <laughs> because the Ux don't need them. This hasn't come up at any point, I just, but the Ux are fine on this planet. I just think... That three thousand years of blind devotion, pulling planet, doing genocide, killing so many people. I just don't think that the doctor could talk Andinio out of it this easily. And if she could, then Andinio is like maybe even worse than Simshaw. Well, this is this is the thing though. Is that's why they established previously that Andinio was already having doubts about this. Like she doesn't like that she's hurting Delph. She is. There, on some level, she knows that this isn't really her creator, especially once she meets the Doctor and the creator seemingly knows her. So, I'm so just yeah, saying that the, I'm just saying that the the probably the Doctor should have killed Antonio. Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, they. Uh, meanwhile, Graham sends the last of the people with Ryan. Paltraki has already left with his crew, uh, but Graham is like, and this doesn't make any sense. Graham is like, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense, but you also just, he's lying. You just go back to the ship. I'll be right behind you. Wee. Because I have to stay behind to time the detonator so that I blow up the door in time. Just blow, like, just if blow you just up blow them up wee. now, they'll blow up. I but need to stay the- behind so I can fill uh, Tim Shaw full of holes like Swiss cheese, he says. I mean, uh. uh yeah, so, so Ryan's like, okay, you're not going to kill Tim Shaw? No, no. Because of the something-something, Ux magic, too many planets in one place, things start getting real unstable. The planet crystals begin to break apart, which, as you've said before, five planets Hey, yeah, that has nothing to do with Earth getting beamed here. It happens afterwards. It's after they close the portal. It has nothing to do with it. The Earth is being pulled in, and I think the—I mean, it is partially through the portal as this starts happening— no, it fucking isn't. I thought it was. I thought you see it partially go through the hole in space. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure the, the entire planet is just slowly being enveloped in red laser. I do enjoy red laser. Anyway. The evil forces of red the laser. The thing the doctor says is going to happen starts happening. The crystals begin to break apart. If five planets come into existence at the same time in the same place, it would be bad. I um, agree. I did just see in my notes that I wrote in all caps, go off, Grandpa. I really like the part where the doctor says the doctor's prayer to summon the TARDIS. <laughs> we'll get that later. But uh, the reason I wrote go off grandpa oh, is yeah, because yeah, yeah. the door opens and Graham has the detonator for the bomb that's on the door. And he goes, yippee-ki-yay, robots. He does, he's pretty badass. If we're... <laughs> Which does not work at all. <laughs> it, was, it was really cool. yippee funny robots. <laughs> Um, is that when, uh, is that when Sim Shaw shows up in the room with Graham? Graham? Oh, there, there's a, there's a little bit more with the doctor first, and I, I do need to mention it because there's a very weird line that I have no idea where it came from or what context there could possibly be for it. Uh, uh, 
the doctor this is where the doctor is like oh my god the crystal i can't lift it anymore the whatever effect the crystal stasis thing is having is like is like being overridden it's very bad the planets are gonna break out and then everything's gonna fucking blow the fuck up uh delf says we 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 could teleport them back but we don't have time uh this is where the doctor and yaz start to go oh my head i hope we get the things back in a second which we will uh but she has an idea and she says uh tim shaw may have a shrine but i have a ghost monument that was one of the stupidest things that she said on the show i think i don't if if there's any context for why she referred to the tardis as a ghost monument i I don't know what it was assume it's because the tardis is like (laughs) i thought it was something to do with like the monument it's like the it's like the last extant piece of time lord technology it's like a a a sort of preservation of their of everything that that whole you know, galaxy-spanning race ever achieved it is my Except guess. Except we know that somewhere out there is an, another Time Lord with an evil We don't goatee. know that the Master is still around. I mean, he Jumping comes... around in a, in a Roman pillar. We, once again, that was, uh, those episodes are, are from the pre-revival where the, where Gallifrey and the Time Lords are still alive. Oh, okay. I Which, didn't actually I've, know that. I told you this before. After oh, well, the I revival, forgot. in the post-revival, all the Time Lords have been killed, so... This is, I think, what, I mean, the way she says it is incredibly stupid, but <laughs> it, it's dumb. I don't like it, but but I think that's what but she But we did meant. like it, though. We really liked it, and I think that it was very cool. Um, uh, Ryan, outside of the ship, uh, realizes that Graham is taking way too long, and he's like, I'm going to go back because he's almost he's certainly... Probably trying to kill Tim Shaw. Almost certainly fighting with a big alien, which he is. Tim <laughs> Shaw confronts him. And, and uh, Tim Shaw basically is like, are you going to kill me, old man? Better make it count. Better kill me in one shot. And he's okay, like... Okay, but the actual exchange between them is, my wife died because of you. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's nice. That's good. <laughs> and then Did I look like I had fun? <laughs> was my face fucked up when I killed your wife? Please <laughs> tell the canning boys so we can get to the bottom of this. So the TARDIS appears in the room with the doctor and friends. Uh, she takes the neural balancers back, and they're fine now. And uh, the UX are also fine. They're like plugging cables into to things. They oh, sorry, they're plugging cables into Delph. By which I mean he's holding on to two cables, and it's uh, and he doesn't. Which like is it. basically the exact same thing that happens in Legend of the Sea Devils. Oh yeah, kind of is, isn't it? So basically, the plan here is yeah. Please Delph... explain this. <laughs> Dear best, Delph knows where the planets are from right so he they're he's basically like the gps in this operation yes and so then, they're like we are going to run a power current through you to andinio so that when you power up your powers you will create a rift that is sort of geographically targeting all five of those locations in space so that they can all replanetize safely but the but the doctor says there has to be some way to split the rift into all five spaces. And I don't think we get any explanation of how she does that, but she does. She points her sonic screwdriver at the split all the five things into five places button on her TARDIS, and, it, and then it does. Um, the one thing she says that we have no context for here is she says, 
I have an idea for telepathic circuits inspired by Yaz's grandma's watch? Well, I believe if you had seen the classic episode Legend of Yaz's Grandma's Watch, there was a part Uh where she says, My dear Yaz, um, one day you will need to make telepathic circuits, and the secret (laughs) lies within my watch. And that's- Yaz's Grandma was mentioned in Legend of the Sea Devils, though, so she- she, this must be like a recurring- This is a very grandma-centric season of television, (laughs) I suppose. We got a lot of important grandmas and grandpas. Uh This is one for the Mimas out there. I like though I like though that uh the doctor here is like this we are we are so set like we've got everything we could possibly want we've got the power of the ux we have the tardis we, we have me and we have stenza technology This is going to be great. This is going to be fucking except bananas. unless you're delf or andinio and then it's going to be that unbelievably gonna be really, bad. Really painful. It's going to really suck and I'm very sorry about it but we got to do this. <laughs> but this next part is so fucking good because Tim Shaw goes up to Graham and he's like you're no warrior and Graham puts down his gun and he's like you're, you're right. right. I'm the better man. And then Ryan walks in and goes don't diss me granddad. And when Tim Shaw like turns to look at him Graham, like, turns his gun back on and shoots Tim Shaw in the foot. I really like that Tim Shaw is, like, a uh, some kind of Stenza superboy warlord living god. But he's very sick, and if you shoot him in the foot, that's it. He's done. He's out. I mean, I mean if well, you shoot- Well, that's the thing is- it's believable. All of that is true, except that he's a living god. He's not a living god in any capacity, except that one, literally one person I mean, thinks he's, he is. He's survived for 3,000 years, and he has, like, Ux magic. We don't really know. But if you shoot him in the foot, I mean, me and Tim Shaw have a lot in common in the sense that if you shoot either one of us in the foot, it's, I mean, we're going to yeah. be making the Peter Griffin noise for at least 10 minutes. Um, I just that- admit, I just... I just imagine that he's like, yeah, you know, we live to be about a million years old. I'm just really, really sick and broken all the time, and that's never going to change. He's got but, chronic health problems. It's relatable. But there's literally one person who thinks I'm a god, so I'm all set. If one person And then thinks, you shoot him in yeah. the foot, and he's like, fuck! Shit! And then he'll let you, not to skip ahead, but he'll let you pick him up and carry him to a location to do yeah, a thing. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? He's got arms! He's got an extra foot! Uh, okay. Try playing Dead by Daylight and tell me how those arms work out for you when you're being carried. He's got two, he's a, he's a big, he's got a big boy. He's got a suit of armor. He could do something. He's got an army Does of he have armor? I thought so. He's got cyber boys. Cyber robots. I think, I think that's like his, his like medical gear. <laughs> they just killed us. I think that's holding his organs. They're... <laughs> They're just targeting a sick person. This is unfair. <laughs> yeah, but he's a sick asshole. She's like the this is like the lady from Wolfenstein, like the the old lady in the in the suit. Like that's the only thing keeping her bones in. I like by the way that Graham after he shoots him, he turns to Ryan. And he's like, "Okay, look, it was only in the foot. It's not really that big a deal. He's gonna be fine. Please don't tell the doctor." Damn, Granddad, this is like when one of my Call of Duties. He says, Ryan says, <laughs> "Let's let's uh let's 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 take care of this boy in a manner befitting of the doctor. We'll get back to it in a minute." And then they fist bump. They fist bump. Uh, they do actually the, fist bump. You're right. Yeah, and then the doctor apologizes to Delph. She's like. This is really going to suck, but sorry. And then Andinio's like, I pray to the true creator. Sorry about that, by the way. 
the doctor switches the power on. Uh, there's a lot of gaku. Zaps him real bad. Owie, 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 owie. Oh, there's like a little thing on top of the TARDIS, like a little antenna that like splits it into five things. Has that always and, been like, there? I don't know. And they they blast all the each crystal gets a blast from the TARDIS thing. Uh, and Dinio and Delph are like screaming in agony. They don't the like crystals it. get sucked through the rifts. The planets burst out of the crystals into Everyone's space. Dead. So many. I mean, yeah, dead. those are dead planets already. But it's really bad. He's, they've killed a lot of people. But also, well, I mean, basically, well. basically, if if they hadn't done that, there would have been like a fucking black hole that would have just appeared. It wouldn't in have space. been. It wouldn't have been great. Um, so, yeah, uh, the power turns off, the Ux collapse, but they're also fine. They're fine. Um, and that's, the, the now we're in kind of the, the downward slope of this episode is everything resolves. They all... Yeah, re- this is where Graham and Ryan put Simshaw in a stasis pod. Okay, and like, this is what I'm talking we about. We sentence you to life. So, killing him is not okay, but trapping him consciously in a, in a... In a in a stasis chamber for all of eternity, and by the way, yeah, basically eternal solitary they literally, confinement. They literally, uh, there's a line later where they're like, "Delf sealed the nobody can get in there now, so he will be yeah, in there." And, uh, Graham Graham is like, "How about you keep the name Grace on your mind while you contemplate eternity?" And this Simshaw. is not um, not to like give the game away, but this is not the first time that someone has befallen this similar fate on Doctor Who, <laughs> and we consider this. To be a superior moral, it's uh, a mercy. It's a mercy compared to killing him. And I he just, gets to be alive in solitary confinement it. for eternity. Eventually, he stops thinking. It's really cool. Yeah. And the doctor it's, would be it's really the most horrifying fate you could imagine. And the doctor uh, is like, ah, cool. I've done this a couple times. Nice job, fist bump. <laughs> like, what I, did you I do just... to Tim Shaw? Oh, we put him. We put him in the forever box. Oh, nice, nice. You didn't that's kill him. You didn't kill yeah, him, yeah, though, right? Cool. Yeah, I just shot okay. him in the foot and I put him in the forever box. Oh, awesome! Cool. That's actually what I was going to do. I was going to do so. the same thing. I mean, he, you know, he's got a, you know, he's got a coming. He did do a, like a bunch of genocides. <laughs> I mean, if anyone deserved it, it's him. But maybe that's what the doctor is saying. Don't kill him. That would be a kindness. I have a box to put him in. I have a bo- Yeah, I was going to put him in the box forever. She has it on her uh, ship. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the box from. Uh, it's the box that the wizard is in in Game of Thrones. That's kind of her plan. They also, they, when they talk to the doctor afterwards, and Dinio and Delph, by the way, are totally fine, and they go and they talk to the doctor and they tell him what they did. They tell, they tell her what they did to him. And Ryan has this little moment where he's like, you know what I just realized? Not only did we put him in a stasis pod for the rest of his life, uh, it's one that he made to put other people in. That's pretty delicious. It's, and they all have a little laugh. They love it. And it's great. And, and yeah, um, Delph well, seals nice, it up a nice forever. There's a little moment here where Graham is yeah. like, yeah, in the end, Doctor, I was just too weak. I, I couldn't do it. And the Doctor's like, no, Graham, you're one of the strongest people I and know. And then she hands him and his... I've met a lot of people. She's And then she hands him her backpack and says, now carry this back to the TARDIS, <laughs> muscle boy. She hands him a crystal with earth in it and says, carry this, bitch. <laughs> she just hands him a big barbell. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> She gives him a hammer and they walk up to a big thing and she's like, here, it's a, it's a test your strength machine from outer space, though. <laughs> it's high gravity on this planet, so it'll be extra hard. 
Um, okay, so we're back. Uh, so we, so the Ux have decided, uh, Delph has decided for them that this is, they should probably leave the planet. And, uh, because they were like by themselves, not experiencing other people, they were stupid and fell for the most evil guy being their god. And it's very embarrassing. So they're going to go, like, experience other civilizations. Um, and uh, and yeah, Dinio I, I like this. I like that because yeah. Andinio, you know, she's older. I don't know in what by what scale is she's. Uh-huh. They're both, like, 5,000 years old and she's, like, 5,025 or something. <laughs> I'm five but, years older than you, Delph, and I think I know better. But yeah, so she's a lot more reluctant to do this. But uh, but Delph is like, there's a there's a big world out there. We got it. We got to see it. Uh, Paltraki says that, uh, he's going to complete his mission and take all of these people back home. Uh, and the doctor, oh yeah, and Dinio does mention they permanently sealed the shrine on their way yeah. out. So even if he somehow got out of the stasis pod. There's no way. There. He's just locked up forever and that's and, a good, that's a mercy compared to killing him. Look, we don't know what he did before this, but anyway, the doctor. We know what he did says, after this and it was pretty fucked up. Well, the doctor says, "Come on, fam," and Ryan rolls. Oh, his that eyes, really, which I did like. that really, that really pissed me off. I hated that. Okay, but th- this is the thing. I, I don't. Th- Actually, this is what I said about Matt Smith last episode. Yeah. Is it bothers me that he's being quirky and annoying, and every other character is just jacking him off about it the whole time. Where they're like, "He, he may be a madman and he may be an asshole, but he's exactly what we need." I literally saw a, a because. Um, so we're on Tumblr, uh, tumblr.com slash Dr. Ha. Um, you can follow us there. Um, and if you came from there, hello. Uh, but also, uh, right. it means that I see like Doctor Who gift sets and stuff. Cause I, you know, I just got to put stuff on the feed every once in a while. And I did see that exact gift set and I was like rolling my eyes and it's like hashtag <laughs> epic hashtag love this shit so much. But here's my, here's my counterpoint to you, Sam. The doctor says cringily, Calls everyone fam. And isn't that something that, like, a 900-year-old old person would do? Wait, that's why on, I like it. I'm on fleek today. That's, that's why I like it. Yeah, like, if this because, was... Because she's, like, super old, but she's, like, trying to stay up to date with the hip slang. Yeah. And Ryan's like, come on, doctor, stop trying. It's just, it's just embarrassing. Like, if this... It would be more understandable if we knew her true form, the, the form that we know to be true, which is old man. Our dad. Old white man. With white hair, <laughs> which is the Yo. mode, the the average, if you take the mode of Doctor Forms, old white-haired man is the mode of the Doctor's form, so. That's right. Please, please think of it that way. It makes a lot more sense when <laughs> an old man is like, oh, is, she's like, she, the Doctor's doing like whipping a nene on the Ellen Dangerous show. And then she's you... she's like listening to she's listening to like uh SoundCloud rap and she's like wagging her finger and just just jamming out. Uh Ellen's like, and then you get in the TARDIS and you pull the lever and then you whip, and the doctor's like, Yes, this is so funny. And Ryan's like, Oh, for... oh my god. Oh my god, please. Pokemon Go inside the TARDIS, she says. Uh but yeah, she I I like her I like her last line to, oh, it was to the nice. Ux. Yeah. She's like, It's a big universe out there, keep your faith. Travel with hope, and the universe, it might just surprise you. You might meet your creator job It was a good episode. It was a great episode. What the fuck is wrong with you, AV Club? I give it... B plus. 
a very I hard an A minus. I got I gotta I gotta leave room to go up, you know? Uh B plus plus. I give it an A minus. Alright. I thought it was really good. It was a great episode and everyone was great in it and Jody was fantastic. Um the writing was good. Yaz was it. even in it. Yaz was I in think. it too. I liked Graham. Her name is mind. in my notes. I think she was in it. She says the cast in this I like that we we got to the part where Yaz is in it and and she's like, No, doctor, I'm staying with you. I don't think I wrote down a single thing that Yaz did in that part. No, she I mean, I don't think she did anything. Um, I, I, I suspect that that might have been one of the things that people didn't like about the episode. But you know what? I saw Yaz kill a bunch of sea devils last time we saw her, so. Yeah, but not as many as Dan the Man, so it just wasn't special. I think she did kill more of them. I think Dan the Man just killed a lot of Pure them Pure platinum. Pure platinum. No they're both, hit. They're both really epic. No hit sure. souls born. Uh, we get a very brief next time, because there's not an episode, but there there is a special. It's the, the New Year's special, and it's just the doctor says, this planet is under my protection. That's that's all. She says, holding a planet in a little crystal that she strapped grenades to. <laughs> oh, no, wait, I forgot this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, that was... Can I, huh? Can I click the button? Please click the button. Okay, Randomize, boom! Please give me a Capaldi or an Ecclesode. We have got... This is a special... Okay. From 2009. Oh. Uh, we got, we got, uh, Tenant. This is a Tenant. I was gonna say 2009. This is Planet of the Dead. Of the Dead. I think I remember an episode with this episode title. Let me just look. I vaguely remember this one. There's a weird, like, stingray looking thing in this picture. It's, uh, I vaguely remember this. It is the first episode to be filmed in high definition. And it received an appreciation index of 88, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> I Is that good? Is this good? I remember an episode with the name, but I don't know what it's about. Well, it looks like... Well, I mean, I, I was going to say it looks like we're going to have a, a not-so-great one next time, but that's what I thought was going to happen this time, so who knows? I'm always down to watch a Tenant episode. Who's the... Uh, let's see who our, is, who's our companion in this one. Um, it is... Ah, Daniel Kaluuya's in this. He's famous. We don't have a... We don't have, like, a companion companion. Lady Christina D'Souza. I don't know who that is, but... No, that is either. We're not... We're not... We don't have, like, Rose this week. It's gonna be someone different. Well, Rose, if I'm not mistaken, is Is fucking dead dead at this point. (laughs) Something like that, yeah. This must be the next season. Cool. All right. Uh, that'll be fun. Still no Ecclesode. Still no, uh, still no Capaldisode. Capald installments. Capald installments. Um, but c- something for, for us whatever to be, I said. Something for us to be excited about is that I think tomorrow, um, we will be talking about the second half of, uh, Remembrance of Remembrance the Daleks. Remembrance of the Daleks for Patreon. Yes, I saw, I'm very let me tell you, I saw the third part of four and holy shit, you're gonna love this one. Oh my god. I, I love it so much. That bad, huh? Oh! Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, according to AV Club, 0 out of 10, worst episode ever. They, <laughs> they said, went uh, back and... Sylvester McCoy is a terrible doctor. It's cringe that he rolls hey, his eyes. And, and Ace is a... fighting ba- woids. Yeah, no, he's he's the best one. He's the best one. I feel so strongly about the fact that he's the best one. <laughs> um, Let's wrap well, this one up, shall we? Yes, I, I'm excited to watch that, but for now, we gotta wrap this up. 
Thank you to our supporters on patreon.com slash potting bros, where, hey, if you throw us $1 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content that we've ever done for all of our podcasts. But most importantly, you get to hear us talk about classic Doctor Who. Boy, is it a good time. Uh, Two days after this episode goes up on the main feed, we will have our second episode on remembrance of the daleks where we're gonna see how that all ends will ace die no i don't think ace is gonna we see an older version of her in legend of the sea i don't think ace is gonna die no uh uh, it also gets you a mildly special discord role marking you as lightly coated in slime five dollars gets you a pretty special discord role marking you as entirely covered in slime as well as a shout out in the podcast and you can send us a message we'll read in any of our funny voices Ten dollars gets you an incredibly special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show made entirely of slime, and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it on Fridays. Right now, we got a message this week. It's nope. your turn to read. I do the shoutouts first. I oh, forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to our ten and five dollar subscribers: Cassidy, Destryhawk, H Cave, Con, Paget, Arnold, Dan, Big Challenge, Silva, JCH, Roy, Stephanie B, Stephanie, Karen, and Tasty C Sponge. Thank, Thank you, so very much. everybody. We really appreciate it. We have a message this week. This is a request from Dan for Dalek Voice. This is for you. For me. For Dalek Voice. And you have, uh, by the way, have unlocked, and we'll use it sparingly because I'm assuming that you, I mean, you can make a macro for it, I suppose, but we'll use it sparingly. But you have unlocked the secret of of the Dalek Voice effect, so everybody get ready for that. Yes, I, I... I won't do it every time we do a Dalek voice, but I'll do it when it matters, and you better believe that I'll do it when when you we get, are paid to do you it. You get the editing when it when uh, when you ask for us when you pay us to read a thing. I mean, it's mostly that it would get really annoying for me and for the listeners if I did it every time we do a silly Dalek voice. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Don't email my wife. Don't email my wife. Don't email my wife. Stop now! <laughs> Don't email that Dalek's wife, please. He's gonna write it on your kitchen, on your <laughs> Thank garage you, Dan. door. Thanks, Dan. Uh, um, Jordan, there's something that's been on my mind. What's up? It's a little a little mantra. Wait, well, wait, wait, a big hold mantra, on, hold a long on, hold mantra. A couple other things. We have social medias. Oh, fine. Social medias. You can follow us on Twitter at Potting Bros for the time that that website's around. Co-host can, at Doctor Huh. You can find us on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash doctor huh um if you i'm on co-host at at positive stress i'm on twitter at bradipus rex and i'm on tumblr.com slash pot at uh, punished breakfast is my tumblr name because i'm punished for being on twitter still Mm -hmm. uh and those are our socials we're on noisespace.xyz that's our podcast network thank you matt a lot of great shows on there for you to listen to um i highly recommend wow cool robot about gundam gundman I like Gundam right now. It's been on. It's been been. I've been into it. Sorry, you're cutting out so hard for me. I don't know where we are right now. <laughs> I'm talking about our noise space network. Oh, check out uh, check out Camarocho Radio. That's yeah, yours. That's mine. Check out uh, check out Sounds About Light, which is about Kingman Hearts. That's mine. That's yours. Check out Digimon Ghost Gaze. What's check that one out, about? Uh, you know, I think it's a Pokemon podcast or something. <laughs> Check out the Digimon podcast, Elite Full Restore. For sure. Um, those are just some of the many shows on the Noise Space Network. There's a whole bunch. Ooh, a jingle. That's great. Jordan, there's something that's been on my mind. Sam, we're all done with this episode, but I think we should conclude this week with a prayer. Can you lead our congregation in prayer? 
May your no. <laughs> May your light shine like a May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in the game of Black Jack Harkness. And may the doctor light your path through time. Thanks, Vampiro. Good to be back. I didn't know we were doing that anymore. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Can we get a funny cow character as well? I thought the funny cow character is oh, yeah, extremely died. dead. Incredibly dead. Sealed in a stasis chamber for all of eternity, if I remember correctly. Ooh. Anyways. But there's there's one there's one character who, no matter how many times you kill them, cannot be stopped. Simshaw. <laughs> Yar. I'm the doctor. Bye. Bye. <laughs>